Hello and welcome back to 20 Minutes Fitness. This is episode number 13. Today we're going to be interviewing Matt Kido, otherwise known as Goku Flex. Um, he is a big name in the fitness industry. He has a large following on YouTube and all social media channels and is always putting out informative content. And we've also, uh, or Goku Flex rather, has already tried out ShapeScale in the past and he's a big advocate for it and how it can help individuals uh, better track their progress in the future. So we're also going to be video in, doing a video interview, so feel free to check that out as well. And I'd like to introduce you to Leslie. Leslie has just joined us here at Team Shape and she will be taking the reins of the podcast um, when I go back to Europe. So Leslie, over to you, please introduce yourself. Hi, yeah, I'm Leslie. Um, and yeah, like Riley said, I'm just going to be taking over for him um, as he goes back on his journeys in Europe. Um, yeah, my accent isn't as good, but maybe I'll live up to it. Uh, really looking forward to creating more content. Awesome. So let's get started and begin the interview with Matt or Goku Flex, and we'll fire away at a series of questions and find out everything you've always wanted to ask a fitness influencer. Right, so if you could just like introduce yourself, uh, tell us how long you've been training for, how long you've been in the fitness space and the fitness industry for, and what made you want to start producing content around your, your training and your fitness and being providing this information to your audience. Yeah, so my name is Matt Kido, also known as Goku Flex Online. I've been training for about 14 years now. Um, I've been doing YouTube for about the past, a little over three years now. And basically growing up, um, I just like to lift. Like I never really wanted to be like a personal trainer or anything. I just kind of like would lift and help my friends. You know, my friends would hit me up. They'd see like me making gains and whatnot. So I'd, you know, take them under my wing, show them and help them out and stuff. And that's just kind of what I did, you know. I thought like it never crossed my mind to do like personal training and whatnot. And then, um, I don't know, I just started watching like YouTube fitness and just kind of really got into it. And I thought, oh, you know, that was something that I could do. You know what I mean? That was my way of like giving back to the community, making a difference, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, awesome. No, definitely. And who did you start watching first? Like who inspired you on YouTube and stuff like that? Um, the first guy I watched was probably Ogus, Matt Ogus. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. his old school contest preps and stuff, like um i'm not all into competing and whatnot i did a few shows um yeah it's just yeah i'm not re real big into competing for myself personally but i used to watch his like contest prep vlogs and stuff and i just really enjoyed them you know and i learned a lot yeah i know definitely i mean yeah I, I love them as well i've got his spotify playlist saved when i go to the gym as well so, <laughs> yeah that's cool um, i didn't even know you had one yeah yeah check it out yeah just type that <laughs> on, uh, on spotify listen to listen yeah, to those tunes good. so not bad yeah in terms of your goals for 2018, firstly, how do you set your fitness goals and what are your goals for the upcoming year? So right now, um, I just made a video actually on this. And as per like fitness goals, I don't really have any like set in stone fitness goals. Um, and the main reason is for the past couple of years, like I've been staying lean. And to be honest, if I wasn't on social media at all and it was just about me, then I would totally go on like, not like a full-blown bulk, but just add like about like maybe five to 10 pounds of fat on me, which would obviously make my physique look a lot worse. But um, I notice I perform a lot better. And, you know, obviously you got to have some fat on you to make some gains. You got to be yeah, in a caloric yeah. surplus to build muscle and whatnot. So, and for like years, I've been making like goals and just missing them and whatnot. So I just want to um, stay lean because I do like lots of the comic cons and whatnot, which kind of you know, require me to stay lean. Yeah. Um, I just want to become the strongest I can at my current body weight. 
Um, I had a shoulder injury that was bugging me for the past like three, four months. So it's finally good to be able to like bench and stuff um, again. But um, the bigger goals I have is like more like monetarily, like I always set monetary goals um, every year. I'm a huge fan of setting um, short-term goals, mid-term goals, and long-term goals. So long-term meaning like 15, 20 years from now, you know, what would you want to do? Um, short-term is like in the next year, um, year to five, you know, like three to five years. And then short-term would be like the next, you know, year to monthly goals and whatnot. So every year I just kind of reset and figure out what I want to do for this year, then change my mid to long-term goals accordingly. Okay. So, you know, so one of my goals is like just to like read a book a day. I mean, but not a day, a month. That's the same as mine. I actually written that down as one of my goals. So Yeah. So. Yeah. Cause I noticed like for me, and also I had like a friend that came to visit and like, it's crazy. Like the last time I saw her was just like eight months ago. And then person that like she came to visit today is just like a completely different person. Yeah you know, just very, like, focused and driven and motivated, and I'm like, holy crap, and I I was just talking to her, and she was just, she just said she dedicated herself to reading a book a month. Yeah, yeah, definitely something I want to get into as well, and so do you sort of establish at the end of each year whether you've reached, just going on to your body goals, so do you establish whether you hit your body goal, and then, and then adjust that accordingly, and then, yeah, so you go from there. So, yeah, the thing, um, I try to take pictures and whatnot. Obviously, <laughs> being in the, like, the fitness industry, you always take it with good lighting and, you know, with a full-out full-blown pump and stuff. So I try to re-imitate those pictures. To be honest, it's hard because um, in the past six months, I moved from New York to Hawaii. So it's you can't really mimic okay, the so same it's... lighting. In New York, it was a lot easier because we knew exactly where we take pictures, you know. And it, yeah. it was more, like, steady, you know. So in a way, I just kind of got to reassess and everything. At the end of the day, I, I've come to realize as long as I feel good and I like what I see in the mirror, then that's really all that matters. You know, I'm going to try to push as much as I can, um, but I'm not going to bring myself down if I... Um, Slip up or something. Yeah, or like if I'm not making the progress that I want to make. Okay. You know, because I'm trying to like... Yeah, and that's the whole thing with being lean. Like people think, oh yeah, like it must be great being lean, but you know, like staying lean kind of sucks. <laughs> I can know? imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> One, you gotta watch what you eat. Two, you're not gonna be as strong as you wanna be. And three, you're not gonna progress as you wanna progress. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, to be honest, like I've been lifting for 14 years. I feel like I deserve a chance to just maintain a little bit. And I'm really enjoying going to these comic cons. I go to like about two or three every year. And I cosplay like Goku and stuff, and those oh, yeah. videos do like really well on YouTube. And yeah, right now I'm just enjoying doing that, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, and there's I can imagine like the struggle of being lean. I was 25 pounds lighter a few months ago, so I uh, cut a lot of body fat for a half marathon, and I didn't uh-huh. I didn't last long staying that much leaner. So um, I can imagine how hard it is, you know, all year round watching what you eat all the time, and just talking about progress and stuff like that. Obviously, you don't like uh, get really annoyed at yourself anymore if you don't make the progress you want to but how are you tracking any progress you do make so how do you do you use uh, a scale currently do you take uh, you obviously take a lot of pictures because you're in the social media space and the, the fitness mm-hmm. space in that respect but is there anything else you do like do you track your macros do you track your calories so if i'm cutting down um like before like a comic con or any type of event then I'll start tracking. Really, for the most part, I eyeball it just because I've been tracking macros for like 
years i can kind of eyeball where i'm at i kind of know when i'm overweight when i gotta maybe like do a little bit extra cardio here and there um you can kind of like feel it after a while you know what i mean yeah like, you, you feel, feel like, like a little bit and stuff and whatnot yeah so i kind of have that down um as far as like progress i it, it would one be pictures yeah like and two um it's just strength goals Okay. Yeah. Like, am I physically getting stronger? Um, as long as I'm getting like stronger, even if it's just like five pounds a month, you know, which is very slow progress. You know, you're hitting the same weight for like you know four weeks straight, or you only increase you know five pounds in the whole month. Um, people think that's slow progress, but that's still sixty pounds at the end of the year, right? Yeah, definitely. It's significant when you have a long term. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, just strength goals and just pictures. Okay. And obviously, you've tried out Shape Scale. Shape scale, obviously everyone knows, is our 3D body scanning scale. Uh, just mm-hmm. wanted to get your opinions on where you think sort of fitness and technology are going in the future, how you think shape scale and devices like that might help benefit people in the future. I think it's just going to be a lot easier to track progress. Yeah. Like people, like we're taught in the beginning when we first started lifting, you know, you should measure your arms, measure your legs, you know, neck, calves, just, you know, get all your body measurements and whatnot. And that's yeah. a great way to track progress. And I do 100% agree on that, except it's hard to do by yourself. It's nearly impossible to do by yourself. You know, you can't measure your chest to back by yourself. You know, you always need a partner, you know. So if I'm not bugging, like, you know, Chi-Chi, my girlfriend, to, like, measure me all the time, you know, which is, you know, (laughs) like, just, you know. like It's it's annoying for us. It's just annoying. You know, like every single month, you got to ask someone to help you. Yeah, we wrote a little piece as well about, you know, comparing different ways you can track body composition, like bod pods, hydrostatic weighing, shape scale. And then obviously when you have your tape measures and things, it's not only the fact that you might need someone there, but it's hard to get the right consistency about the anatomical site you actually measure yourself from. So you might measure yourself from higher or lower each different day. So uh, obviously with shape scale, we're just trying to make this more automatic process, make it easier, as you said, and hopefully help people get fitter and healthier in that respect yeah exactly and that's what i told you guys when um, we first met up is um yeah it's not people aren't going to do the bod pod like every single month you know what i mean and it gets expensive too you know yeah like 50 50 to 100 dollars a scan things like hydrostatic way and for me it could be progress in like millimeters oh yeah you know yeah (laughs) which can easily be like misconstrued if you're using like a t measure or something yeah definitely yeah, so I definitely love the invention. I think as you guys grow and fine-tune it, it'll, I can definitely see it being used in the future, you know? Yeah, no, we're really excited. We've just come back from uh, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. We were tra- allowing people to try out the, the scale there and get scanned and things like that, and that went really well. And a lot of people were very excited by it as well, so that's really promising for the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess like one of our like other main questions was, now we're just coming off of like the new year and like new year's resolutions and like we're getting through like the last little bit of january and like new year's resolutions are kind of like cleaning off at this point so how what's your main source of motivation right now or has been throughout the years so the number one thing is like and one of the like audiobooks I really like is like the Tony Robbins he has this thing called like personal power that I downloaded like a long time ago and I listen to it, but the part I like is their goal, his goal setting part. So sometimes, a lot of times, I'll re- listen to that goal setting part of it. And then that's what I do, like, in the beginning of the year to set my goals for the entire year. So one, I think goals are super important. You know, that's the obvious thing. If you don't have a target that you're shooting for, you know, then chances are you're not going anywhere. You're not, if you're not planning to get stronger, you're not going to get stronger. If you're not planning to make more money, you're not going to make more money. You know, it just doesn't happen. 
And I think that's what a lot of people expect, you know what I mean? And when they don't see things happening that they kind of want to happen because they're not, you know, then they get discouraged because they're not planning for it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, on the bigger picture, um, for me personally, one of the biggest motivations is really regret. Like, for me, I have this picture. I'm not sure where I got it from, but I have a picture of me, like, lying in my deathbed, and I'm just ready to die, you know? Like, I'm on, like, my last five minutes of death, and I have my loved ones around me, and, like, my eyes are closed, you know? Maybe I'm conscious, maybe I'm not, but I'm, like, subconsciously there. Yeah. And what I have going through my mind is, like, what, like, how my life, how, what kind of life did I live? Yeah. You know, did I leave a legacy? Did I help people? Are people going to remember me? Did I, um, are people going to know me as the asshole? Are people going to know me as a good person that tried to help people that gave his life, you know, to helping people and whatnot? And that's what I imagine, you know what I mean? And obviously, I want to be that person that left the, left the legacy. You know, I want to be that person that re was remembered as someone that tried to help people, tried to change people's lives, you know? Um, it wasn't about only about himself and, his, and the money and his goals and what he wants to accomplish. It was about helping others and paying it forward, you know? So that's one of the big things, you know, I always, and that's something I get down on myself a lot is like, am I doing enough? You know, you could always, I think everyone has that problem where they always feel like they could be doing more. Yeah. You know? uh, that. yeah. yeah. And um, just talking about like, you obviously mentioned already that you said staying lean is all year round because you have, you know, you have photo shoots, you have your comic cons and stuff. Is that what you'd say is the biggest struggle for you personally? And then what do you think is, something that people just starting out quite often find is the biggest challenge when they try and become you know lead a healthier lifestyle um i think people need to understand that the hardest like if if they're overweight the hardest part is losing the weight staying lean is relatively easy like even for me if i like put on some fat the hardest part is getting the fat back off the easy part is uh, maintaining from there you know so a lot of people think it's like an endless cycle like i have a lot of clients i help them cut like 20 30 pounds and they think it's going to be that same you know, <laughs> same struggle the entire way, just maintaining it. But no, it gets easier, you know, especially the longer you maintain it because your body gets used to, to sustaining that at that body weight, you know. So I think one, it's that. And two, um, people need to realize that it's not about staying lean. Like if I wasn't on social media, if I didn't do these like cons and whatnot, um, you're going to make your gains in a surplus. Yeah. You know, if you if you're looking to build the best possible like natural physique that you can, Majority of your time should be spent in some kind of surplus, you know, working on strength, adding volume, working on weak points. Okay, yeah. You know? Yeah, and so obviously you mentioned that you um, track your strength gains. Obviously, talking about progressive overload, well, what do you do to record your and make sure you're actually gaining, uh, you know, using more, doing more volume or adding more weight each week? Do you just write on notes on your phone? Do you have a notepad book? What, like, how do you record that? Or do you remember it mentally? Um, a lot of it is uh, just remembering it mentally. Most of my lifts that I do are the same lifts that I've been doing for like past four or five years. So I can kind of know where I'm at. And yeah, I, yeah, I just remember mentally. Um, we do have a whiteboard that we used to use and whatnot, write down our numbers to track it. And I um, do write it on my phone from time to time. But for the most part, since my, I, I'm not a huge, like a lot of people like to do like, they get bored in exercises that they do. You know, so they always like to change it up every single time they go. And for me, like, studies show that you don't have, there's no such thing as muscle confusion. You know, your body adapts, if anything, to rep ranges and not um, exercises, right? So, yeah, so pretty much I just pick the, my favorite exercise at the time 
And it's been my favorite exercise for like the past few years. And yeah, I just do those over and over again and slowly increase weight and add volume as I can. So what are they like, uh, the Olympic lifts or like benching, dead, dead lifting, what are you doing? So my um, compound lifts would be the overhead press, incline bench press, whether it be dumbbells or barbell. Usually um, as I get too strong for the dumbbells, I, um, I'll switch over to barbell. Right now for legs, I recently started adding back in front squats and um, just stiff-legged deadlifts. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Am I missing any? Oh, and ring pull-ups. Uh, which pull-ups, sorry? Uh, ring pull-ups. Oh, okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, like we touched on this like a little bit in the beginning, but um, we we're just curious, like you know, who is your main influence as of right now? Like, who are you following? Um, is there anybody like up and coming that you're excited about seeing? Um, to be honest, ever since I came back from Japan, I've already watched a lot of YouTube. To be a hundred percent honest, but up and coming, hmm, who would I say had the biggest growth? Up and coming, definitely. Um, my boy Jeff, Jeff Nippard. Um, I really like his science explained videos. I think he came up with the, um, he hit a niche that wasn't there and he's exploding. I remember I met him at the Arnold last year and, you know, like, um, I told him that he was going to blow the fuck up if he kept going and he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he does more like science based videos where he um, brings in studies and whatnot. And then he gives you like, you know, um, the most scientific way to train, like hamstrings, shoulders, anything, any body part. Okay, yeah. Like, this is what studies show is the best way to do it. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting, yeah. actually. So, what's his, so if people, our audience could find him, they just have to search. Is it Jeff Clifford, did you say? Um, Nippard. Nippard, okay, nice. Yeah. Great, yeah. thank you. Yeah, he blew up. Um, I also like uh, Thenex, the calisthenics guy. Okay, yeah. I think he hit a very um, niche market. Yeah. I remember I wanted to meet him like last year at LA Fit and he only had like a hundred thousand subs. And then I think this year like he broke a million. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. So I think um yeah, the calisthenics market was untapped and yeah. I mean the only people that were really doing it before were the bar bar stars and he just took it in a different manner, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 So nice. And just before we go on to like some quick fire questions, just uh, to round it up. Um, if someone's just starting out, obviously, uh, from what I can infer, you say one bit of advice to them is to stick at it because once you do make the first bit of weight loss, it gets easier and easier. But if you could give a separate piece of advice to someone who is just starting their fitness journey, maybe literally from haven't been a very active person, have a, they live a sedentary lifestyle, what would you tell them to do in order to make sure they start changing their life around? I would tell them just to stay consistent. Like, I feel like too many people try to get everything perfect. They want to start, you know, new year, new me. They want to get their diet on point. They want to start doing cardio every single day. They want to work out every single day, you know, and that's a great way to burn yourself out and quit. You know, I would just start slow. Like even one of my friends I'm helping right now, um, he was like, oh, how much cardio should I do? Like every day? I'm like, hell no. Start it twice a week. Okay, nice. You know? And then he was asking me why, and that's the exact same reason. You know, you don't, you always want to start slow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Start slow and slowly wrap your way up. And consistency, consistency in the end is key. Yeah. Like, um, I remember when I was younger, I didn't know what a macro was. I didn't know what, you know, hypertrophy was. I didn't know anything. But I stayed consistent in the gym and I still made gains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sticking you at know? it. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. In terms of you obviously have your own programs as well. You have your own clients, you help out and stuff like that. What sort of programs do you run? Are they mainly. Uh, weight loss or people looking to gain or other all sorts you just basically personalize it to 
different people. Yeah, so it depends on who the person is, how many days a week they can train, um, how their training style is currently, and I'll take a look at all that kind of kind of stuff and kind of figure out um, what I think would work work best for them and what I think they would enjoy the most. You know, um, for the most part, there isn't really any difference between a you know a losing weight program versus a you know like or a cutting program versus a bulking program. You know, the only thing I recommend is if you're trying to lose weight to probably not run percentages because I noticed that's a great way to get frustrated because it's a really hard it's it gets the harder the longer you cut the harder it is to gain strength you know you're going to hit a plateau eventually and it's going it can get very frustrating you know what I mean so usually I run more volume based um, programs when they're doing um, a cut okay and just finally before we do quick round questions just you bring up a plateau Obviously, we've established that muscle confusion doesn't exist. What do you do in order to overcome a plateau? Do you do a deload week or something? And then, or how do you overcome strength plateaus? Or you just stick at it and then you know you'll progress? It really depends how I'm feeling. Um, sometimes if you're feeling like burnt out and whatnot, sometimes the deload is the best. Uh, I noticed for me personally, like my body forgets movements really quickly. <laughs> like if I take like a week off from benching, I'll bench again the next week and I'll like, it'll feel, like, totally foreign to me, you know? So, like, I'm not one of those guys that come back from a deload stronger. It's It would be usually, be, if anything, be the second week. Um, I normally just deload whenever my joints are feeling, like, achy and whatnot. Um, if you're hitting a plateau, I look at a couple, a few things. One, your diet. You know, are you are you in a surplus? Are you eating enough? You know what I mean? Um, obviously, if you're under-eating, it's going to be kind of hard to gain strength, you know, if you're not in a surplus. Two, you could even look at, like, your hydration. Are you, like, hydrated enough throughout the day? Are you drinking enough water? For me, I shoot for a gallon a day. Three would be, like, form. Yeah. Like, is your form, are you using the most optimal form possible for yourself, you know? And then that's also understanding that there's no such thing as perfect form and that it's always an endless pursuit to get your form as good as possible. But as you go get stronger, that's just how it goes. Your form's going to break down and you're going to have to reset again, you know? Yeah. And then from there, um, yeah, either deload or continue to grind it up. Okay. Yeah, nice. Thank you. And yeah. then, yeah, we'll just move on to some, like, quick fire questions. Just, like, uh, if you give us, like, a quick one word, two word answer, mm-hmm. then we can wrap it up. Yeah. So start away. So, uh, yeah, we're just curious, like, what out of, like, all of your gym bag is, like, your ride or die type of, like, item? Like, what could you, like, not list out? Uh, is a water bottle? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I hate going back and like I drink a lot of water when I work out. Um, when I was younger, I read this study. Oh, sorry, this isn't two words, but <laughs> yeah, when I was really younger, I read this study that like even just taking a sip of water in between sets can help, like help your strength for that set. I'm not sure if that study actually stuck, actually like stuck. Yeah. But like for me, like I take a sip of water in between every single set, and I end up drinking a lot of water. Okay. Yeah, nice. throughout my workout, so it helps, you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what is your favorite body part to train? I'd have to say chest. Yeah. <laughs> bro, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like chest or arms, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, and favorite supplement or what supplements do you take? Um, I really like HP Labs. That's why I signed with them. I like their RP Max and their OctiStride. To be honest, I just really like stimulants, and I don't like when I was younger, I could work out like without any coffee, any stimulants at all. But these days, like, yeah, to be honest, I'm pretty dependent on them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know, same. I have to say the same as well. <laughs> yeah, if I go to the gym without pre workout, I'm kind of... Yeah. I know, yeah, I know, exactly the same, yeah. And then, uh, finally, like, do you have, like, a favorite cheat meal or what's, like, a food that you 
Um, I'd have to say sushi. Oh yeah, like, nice. yeah. So I was living in New York for a while, and this sushi is like either really bad or really good but really expensive. You know, there's no like middle ground. Here in Hawaii, our sushi is kind of like like decent to very good. You know, because uh, we live in an island. Yeah, yeah. No. And then we went to Japan recently, and theirs is just like a step above that. I bet, yeah. You know. And for some reason, yeah, just living in New York for like five years and being denied fish, unless I'm <laughs> willing to spend a lot of money, um, got me like a real like fish craving. So even like here when I'm back home, I still eat a lot of fish. When we went to Japan, eat a lot of fish, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I'd have to say sushi hands down. And it's good too, because it's like protein, and, you know? Oh clean. yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> so uh, just a couple more. What questions do you get asked most by your audience? So like by the people who watch you on YouTube and stuff uh, or comment on your Instagram? Um, what is the most frequently asked question? Probably just like how to get abs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, nice. And the other one I had was what did you have for breakfast this morning? I didn't eat anything actually. To be honest, in the morning when I wake up, I usually just fast for uh, anywhere three, four, five hours kind of thing. I usually do work. Um, like I said, today I have like a meeting later on. But yeah, for the most part, I'll just hold, push back my macros as far back as possible. It's not, I wouldn't call it intermittent fasting. But um, I'll just space out my macros. And I also like eating late at night. Yeah. So yeah. it helps me to push my macros as far back as possible. Then I can, you know, eat late at night. And that's like the hardest part about dieting when I first started learning about dieting was I thought you couldn't eat late at night. So I was like, I hate dieting, you know? <laughs> but yeah. I'm a, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, did, so even though you just eyeball your food currently, you do have a rough idea of the macros you want to hit basically in your head. Yeah. What are those macros you're on currently? Right now, I've been eating maybe about like 300 carbs-ish a day. Um, Sometimes it varies to... My fats I keep relatively low. Okay. I try to keep it like around 50 to 60. Um, Protein, I just shoot for a gram per pound of body weight. Sometimes it fluctuates, I'm not going to lie. Um, Protein is always the hardest for everyone, especially if you don't plan ahead. Yeah. So protein is probably roughly around anywhere between like 160 to 180. Sometimes it gets low, sometimes it gets high, you know. it That's what just happens when, you, when you're when you eyeballing, you know. You can't be as consistent as you want to be. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, thank you very much for spending the time to uh, talk with us. And just like finally, where can our audience find you? Um, your social media channels and your YouTube channel, where can they find you? And, yeah. yeah, so all my social medias are at GokuFlex. <laughs> great simple as that yeah, simple thank as you that. so much for having me man no, th- yeah, yeah cheers for coming on again and yeah hopefully we can continue working together shape scale and with you in the future and uh, you know, track your progress with it awesome man. awesome thank you thanks very thank much you. thanks for your time well thank you very much for listening and I hope you learned something valuable um, Matt has been in the industry for 14 years so definitely knows what he's talking about um, and if you'd like to you know, learn learn some more and listen to what uh, else Matt has to say then definitely go check him out on social media and on YouTube by searching GokuFlex or at GokuFlex on Instagram and Twitter um, definitely a very you know, inspiring person and someone who does know a thing or two about the fitness industry. So thank you very much and we look forward to the next episode.